coming up on One Day at a Time. And in many of my toxic relationships and my toxic friendships, I realized that not only was there a reliance on superficial unity, but there was also an attachment to their validity. Like I held their word and what they said and their opinion so much at a high regard that God couldn't even talk to me. That I looked to this friend or this group of friends before I even called on God. That I dialed their number. I FaceTimed them first. I texted them first in the morning when I had this thought about whatever I was struggling with before I even brought it to God. That they knew, God knew because he knows everything, but they knew verbally out of my mouth what hardships I was having. They knew it first before God. And what that did is it not only created an attachment to their validation, but let me tell you something, it created an idolization towards them where I held them at such a high regard that I couldn't even take the next steps in my life. I couldn't even make a next move in my career, in my relationships, with my money, with even the outfit that I wanted to wear that day. Because there was an attachment to their validation. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves. As a life coach, I help women of color put themselves first by setting boundaries in order to get their lives back. And what that means is that I love helping women figure out who they were before they invested in all of their relationships and responsibilities and their life roles as a partner, in their career, in their education, as a mom, as an entrepreneur. Who the heck were you and where did you lose yourself? I want to help you resurrect the side of you that was made for more by setting boundaries, by teaching you how to put yourself first, how to say yes to yourself and no to everything else that doesn't serve you and isn't aligned with your God-given purpose. Because I'll tell you one thing, I bet it's been a really long time since you did exactly that which is live this beautiful life that God has put you on earth to have. On this show, one day at a time, we explore all things boundaries, all things relationships, and the very purpose that God has for your life. I share with you not only my own personal testimonies and revelations that have occurred in my life, but the transformation that we've had with the women that I coach and serve in my private one-on-one life coaching program, where I teach you how to set boundaries to put yourself first and get your life back. You see, one thing that God wants for you is the ability to stand firm on your values, stand firm on your faith, and stand firm on your purpose. And working with me will allow that transformation to happen in this season of your life. God doesn't want you to remain chained down to stagnation, chained down to lost thoughts. He wants you to be raw, real, authentic, and at the front lines of your life because you deserve it and you deserve more. Listen, if you're at the point in your life where you feel lost and you feel like there's a side of you that needs to be resurrected, a side of you that was lost in your commitments, in your relationships, and all of your responsibilities, then I want to help you in this season of your life by being your personal life coach. If this message resonated with you, head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, click on coaching and sign up so that we can get on a call to figure out what's going on with you and if we can partner to work together in this season of your life. I want to help you because I love you and 
I don't even know you, but I know that you are God's daughter and you were meant for more. You understand? Sin, I cannot wait to hear from you because it is my firm belief and one of my values that shared experiences and our shared testimonies is the very thing that is going to elevate each other and propel each other to the next level. This podcast that you're listening to right now is all for you. I could care less about the views, about the downloads, about the squares and my content. What I care about is the value that it brings to build each other up, to continue being God's conduit on earth, to serve and coach women like you. And that is why I'm excited to share that in 2023, I will be launching my first ever group coaching program called This Is Church, where women will have the opportunity to take their story of suffering to one of glory in my three-month group coaching program. If you're interested, go to the link in my bio on Instagram or visit my website, KarinaFDaves.com. Go to coaching and drop your email in there to hear for more. I cannot wait to meet you. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it, leave a written review, rate it, do whatever you want with it, share it with all of your amigos, but understand, and I'll never stop saying this, is that this podcast and everything I create is for you. It's meant to serve you. It's meant to coach you. It's meant to guide you. It's meant to mentor you. It's meant to be there for you. You are the most important thing in your life. You understand? And I want to help you set some boundaries so that you can put yourself first in getting your life back. I love you so much and I cannot wait to meet you. Amigos, como están? Welcome back to One Day at a Time. Today we'll be talking about my toxic friendships. Episode 51 here. I am your host, Karina F. Daves, and I'm so excited to be recording my journey from releasing myself of not just like friendships, but um, even relationships with family members that really didn't serve me and what that looked like. I think plenty of times we talk about our toxic friendships or our toxic bosses and we don't really talk about why they're toxic. We just identify them as being toxic. So on today's episode, My Toxic Friendships, I want to walk you through how I figured out that the friendships that I had were toxic. Okay, here it goes. So back in 2017, we're going way back, not that back, but in 2017, I was living with a drain in my body. And today, the people that are subscribed to my newsletter um, via email that I sent called Release Your Relationship found out today where that drain lived in my body. I had a drain for two years in my body and it was the most intense pain that I've ever had in my life. I was eventually put on Valium. I had five surgeries. I had a persistent abscess in my body that would just not heal. And it was the reason through that suffering that I realized that I had a lot of relationships in my life that were built on a shaky foundation, right? That there were habits that I had that were toxic, that there were areas of my marriage that just weren't good. 
And in my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, which I share with my subscribers. And listen, if you're not subscribed to my emails, head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, click on newsletter and put your email in there because everybody today learned exactly where this drain was. And I'm going to share it with you all now. You ready? (laughs) So in 2017, I had what's called a paroanal abscess. Mm -hmm. You guessed it. I had a drain back there for two years. It was a drain that needed to be tended to every two hours and felt like glass was cutting me. I would literally wake up in pain and agony, walk to the kitchen, make an omelet, sit down to wait for the omelet to cook because I was in so much pain I couldn't even stand up, eat the omelet, take the Valium, pray, journal, go to sleep, Wake up in the afternoon, do the same exact thing, pop another Valium, right? Go to sleep again and then do that again at night. And it was the most horrendous period. I was numb. I was not myself. And it was an opportunity that God gave me to really see that there were many things that needed to change in my life. So through that suffering, I, in the beginning, was very focused on like, what the F is going on in my life and how do I get out versus God was trying to teach me something. If God has ever taught you something through your suffering, just say amen in in the comments because there are so many lessons that God teaches us through those tribulations and my toxic friendships was one of them. So I gained a lot of my friendships in Um, I would say in college, I don't have a lot of high school friends. I went, um, after I went to my first high school where I met my husband, the second high school that I went to was primarily white and, um, there just wasn't a lot of connection there. And so most of my connections came afterwards in college where I was able to really, um, have, uh, different types of relationships on different types of connections And we related a lot, right, because of the things that we were studying or the organizations that we belong to. And, you know, I am such a bubbly person and I just want to be friends with everybody. But here's what I will say is that I never claim to be perfect. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and I myself um, was probably also a toxic friend, right? And so when I had a drain in my body and God really gave me the opportunity to look at the relationships in my life, here's what I realized about my toxic friendships. And again, I'm going to give you this disclaimer. When I talk about my toxic friendships, I want you to understand that I also participated in a lot of this toxicity. And it wasn't until I had this drain in my body that caused me to suffer and forced me to reflect on what was happening in my life that I actually realized what was happening, okay? So, numero uno, I had a lot of relationships that were built on the foundation of gossip. And that's a shaky foundation. It was built on gossip and oversharing. And I participated in that, right? Where much of our relationship catch-ups and get-together were based on the foundation of gossiping about other people, 
and what other people were doing and why they were wrong for doing it. And girl, did you hear about this? And she's cheating on him and he's cheating on her. And that was the foundation of it. And I remember when God gave me the opportunity to really take a step back, I realized that my relationships weren't sober. They weren't built on strong foundations and they weren't built on the things that I now valued. So I would say in my early, um, you know, my teens and even my early 20s, 21, 22, before I got married, and even maybe the first two years of being married, I very much valued different things than what I valued later on. And that happens for a lot of us that continue pursuing God and being a lot closer to him, but also start suffering and you realize that things no longer serve you, right? So one, I realized that my relationships, my friendships specifically were toxic because they were based on a shaky foundation of um, gossip and oversharing. I also, number two, realized that my relationships were very situational. So they were based on a situation like we had met based on a situation that we were in. And there's a difference between situational friendships, seasonal friendships and wrap around the porch, you know, lifelong friendships. There's this amazing book. um, It's called Simplify by I think it's Bill Hybels, but he talks a lot about you know, your relationships and how to simplify them. And he says, you know, you really have to look at relationships that were more circumstantial and more situational and based on a situation and why you met. And now that situation has done its purpose. And I remember when I was living with the drain in my body and I was going through the suffering and really looking out, right, because everything was quiet. I was really looking out at my relationships. I realized that, my relationships were being closer and closer to have served their purpose. Like I had learned from those relationships that this wasn't a value that I wanted to carry with me any longer. I also felt like the relationship's purpose had been served where like the person had poured into me what they could and I had poured into them what I could, but that whatever capacity we were at, it was like the gas tank was out. I couldn't pour any more of myself into this relationship, nor I felt like they could pour into mine. Like I couldn't provide any more value to that relationship because it had fulfilled its purpose, right? So that's two. Number three, these relationships for me were toxic. And again, I also played at the part of being a toxic friend myself because I participated in that gossip, right? I participated in that oversharing. But three... I started to realize that our relationship was based on a reliance of superficial unity. And let me explain that. You see, I felt like what I was starting to see was that there is a difference between a relationship that is like, I'm there for you, and then a relationship that says, I'm there for you, but I'm really not there for you right? Like it's a superficial unity that is more words rather than action. That like when I come to the table with a need or with a thought that I need to unpack or a challenge, right? That we're not unified anymore. That it's more about making it look like we're good friends and that we're actually there for each other, but we're really not. 
our relationship is toxic because it's it's relied on a superficial type of unity. It's deep, I know. Four, I started to become attached to their validation. And let me explain that. Um, the, the way that you know that your relationships are toxic is that you begin to idolize those people as your green lights instead of looking to God. And let me explain. So you ever have a friend that you talk to every single day? <laughs> yeah, okay. So I have a rule and it's one of my boundaries. I don't like to talk to you every single day. And let me tell you why. Because if I talk to you every single day, I will create an attachment to you that will then turn this friend into the green light and the validation that I need in order to move forward. There is an attachment that is created because I depend on you to pour into me and for me to vent and share every single day. So for me, my really good friends, the ones that I love and cherish, I don't talk to every single day. It's not a part of my recipe for a fruitful relationship. And in many of my toxic relationships and my toxic friendships, I realized that not only was there a reliance on superficial unity, but there was also an attachment to their validity. Like I held their word and what they said and their opinion so much at a high regard that God couldn't even talk to me. That I looked to this friend or this group of friends before I even called on God. That I dialed their number. I FaceTimed them first. I texted them first in the morning when I had this thought about whatever I was struggling with before I even brought it to God. That they knew, God knew because he knows everything, but they knew verbally out of my mouth what hardships I was having. They knew it first before God. And what that did is it not only created an attachment to their validation, but let me tell you something, it created an idolization towards them where I held them at such a high regard that I couldn't even take the next steps in my life. I couldn't even make a next move in my career, in my relationships, with my money, with even the outfit that I wanted to wear that day. Because there was an attachment to their validation. Hola, hermana. If you're interested in a life coach and working with me in my private one-on-one -on -one life coaching program, head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, and book a sales call with me. I want to help you finally be yourself and break away from the shackles of everything that everybody else has spoken over your life. You see, this is the season of your life where you plant a seed, where you harvest, where the fruit that you bear is good for you, where you finally get to put yourself first. And listen, if you're more of a reader and you really enjoy reading blogs, head over to my website, KarinaFDays.com, where I write about all of my testimonies, 
all of my revelations about my marriage, my toxic relationships, having my first child, being a stepmom, all of those gems are there to help and guide you through this thing that God calls life. I seriously can't wait to hear from you and meet you one day. Honestly, te adoro y te quiero con todo mi corazón. You understand what I'm saying here? That is a red flag for being in a toxic friendship. Okay? And that was something that I had to learn the difficult way. All right? The last thing that I realized being a part of a toxic friendships is that space and silence became very uncomfortable. It wasn't part of the formula. Like now my friendships require space and silence for us to just like live our lives, right? Like you don't need to know my every move. But I realized that many of my toxic friendships started to create stories in their minds about me and our relationship when too much space and silence happened. For example, we would talk on February 1st. If we didn't talk till March 1st, but in between those 30 days, I went out with Julia and Jeremy and Julissa, but I didn't go out with them, right? Oh, and I made plans with other friends or I had a big, I had an event happen in my, whatever it is. Like if I did something within those 30 days, automatically when I spoke to them on March 1st, it was an uncomfortable conversation because there was an under, it was a, a misunderstanding that I was upset with them, that they had done something wrong, that like, there could just be no possible way that I could have fun with anybody else and not include them in that. And so I realized that space and silence became uncomfortable in this relationship. And what I want you to realize is that all of the things that I mentioned, again, I definitely participated in. I was also a toxic friend, right? But what I want you to realize is that the gossip, the situational friendship, the reliance on superficial unity, the attachment to the validity, the uncomfortableness when there was silence and space all meant that my friendships were being built on a shaky foundation and that nothing could withstand that, that the storm that would come, whether we had a difference of opinions or something happened in our friendship, it could not withstand it because it was already being built on a shaky foundation. Okay. And what I want you to realize is that it took suffering with a drain in my body for close to two years in intense pain for me to realize that it was time to prune from these toxic relationships, these toxic friendships. And listen, I'm not a perfect person. I don't claim to be. I make a lot of mistakes. Okay. I'm a sinner that I claim that to be. I'm a child of God, but I also am not perfect. But what I will say is that it took me a while to figure out not only which relationships and friendships were toxic, but I don't think that I went about it the right way because I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew it had to be done. 
You ever like know you have to break up with somebody, but you don't know how to do it, but you know you have to break up with them. So you just do it. And then like five years later, you're like, that probably wasn't the best way to break up with them. I probably should have done it this way. Yes, that was what happened. (laughs) And a lot of this relationships, you know, I made a lot of mistakes where like I ghosted or I just said this is the end of the road and I I just didn't know how to deliver that information. I didn't have the information and knowledge that I have now, right? Like now when I think about it, when I think about the, if I ever did encounter a toxic relationship now, there would definitely be a conversation. There would definitely be grace. There would definitely be a lot of things that I just didn't have the capacity and sort of like built before and I take full responsibility for that right like I'm again I'm not perfect and I participated in many of these things but I wanted to make this episode to share with you some of the things that we tend to build relationships on that can't grow that aren't sober that eventually you'll start to see that this relationship can't be trusted that they don't have your back that there is this like attachment to this validation and sometimes it's difficult to assess because a lot of these toxic friendships have been in your life for decades or these toxic friendships have been in crucial moments of your life like they might have been with you when you had your first child or they went they went through life with you when you had a, a loss in your life or something went on, right? And so there's this like attachment that we create where we're like, no, like they were with me through this season. So like they have to be a ride or die. But let me just tell you this. I understand the concept of ride or die and I've used it myself, but like, I don't want to be that for anybody because that means that you have my all. And if I give you my all, there is absolutely nothing left for me. I cannot give you my everything and sacrifice my entire well-being just to make you happy. I cannot prevent you from getting hurt by me Because I decided to share something with you that I believe. Because I decided to share something with you that I now valued. I cannot nurse your insecurities any longer because it is endangering my own well-being. You see, my freedom is at risk. And when you start seeing it that way, all of your toxic friendships will be rebuked in the name of Jesus, I promise you. It is no longer your assignment to fix your toxic friends. It is not your assignment to pour into them the way that God needs to pour into them. Sometimes we act like God. We act like the Savior. We act like we're Jesus on earth. But God is trying to tell you through me in this very moment that there is a relationship, there is a friendship right now that you are pouring so much into in this very moment. And God wants me to tell you to get out of the way so that he can do his work. He wants me to tell you to move aside 
and be an angel of support, but not to be God, because there is only one God that exists and that is him, not you. Amen. Your friends can't continue to pour or put all of their eggs in your basket. You cannot be their savior. You cannot be their everything. They cannot be attached to your validation. They need to be attached to the sovereignty of Jesus. They need to be attached and humbled through him. God is the one that is teaching the lessons. God is the one that is delivering the word. And God is the one that will deliver them. Not you. Do you understand me? Not you. Jesus, I thank you for this word. (laughs) I get so nervous. Could I just tell you? Because that was all the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's all the Holy Spirit. That's really not me. I know that you give me the credit, but I'm just asking you to give God the credit. I am just his conduit and his way of delivering a word. Okay, if there is a relationship in your life that is making you second guess about its status, I want you to take this message on this podcast tonight as a sign that there is an action and a decision that needs to be made. You understand? Okay. I love you. Can I pray for you? I'm going to pray for you anyways. All right. Father God, I thank you so much for your deliverance. I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for your spirit. I thank you for the way that you protect us and even protect our children. I thank you for the way that you forgive us even when we mess up. Lord, we're so immature. (laughs) I get mad at the stupidest things and I'm so sorry. I'm just really impatient. And I just ask that you pour into us and anybody that's listening to the sound of my voice tonight, that you just pour into us grace and patience and give us visibility into the things that you're trying to teach us. Because sometimes Jesus, like, I'll be straight up with you. Sometimes like the message feels like it's coded. I feel like I can't figure out what you're trying to tell us. And I just ask for clarity in the name of Jesus. I ask that you provide discernment for the next move in, in our lives and what it is that we're supposed to do with this relationship. Are we supposed to go left? Are we supposed to go right? Are we supposed to go up? What are we supposed to do? Give us a discernment and speak your word to us this evening, Father God, and allow us to understand what move we need to make. Simple and clear. Lord, we ask you, what move are we supposed to make? Would you please respond? I ask that you continue protecting all my brothers and sisters this evening and giving them the love and the grace that they deserve. Continue protecting their children, whether they're in cribs and bedrooms tonight. Father God, continue protecting them. Protect their teachers, protect their schools, Father God. Protect their brains, protect their souls, protect their hearts, Father God. Any plan of the enemy, I ask that you rebuke it in Jesus' name. No weapon shall prosper over our children. Our generation will be the one one that changes our generation will be the one that heals our generation in the name of Jesus will be the different generation that people will look at as the beacon of hope father God our generation will achieve things that nobody else has our generation will lead the way for the dynasty that you are trying to create in our lives would you pierce our hearts tonight and remind us that we are more than our jobs that we are more than our situation that we are more 
than just parents, that we are more than whatever the amount of money our bank account says. We are more than our business. We are more than what people say, Father God. Anything that is not aligned with the name of Jesus, any word that people puts over us that is negative, may it ricochet right off of us, Father God. I ask in the name of Jesus that I declare and decree over everybody that's listening to the sound of my voice right now that their name is not divorced, their name is not homeless, their name is not parentless their name is not lost their name is not abused their name is not raped their name is not poor their name is not deficient their name is not hardship their name is not powerless their name is not lost their name is not any of that their name is child of God child of God that's it I declare and I decree this over anybody who can hear me right now. The only tag that you wear over your life today and forevermore is child of God. Follow the light. If there's a Jeremy listening to this, I don't know who the heck you are, but God is telling me to tell you to follow the light. Don't step into darkness. And if y'all know a Jeremy, can you please tell him that this message was for him? Jesus, I love you. And I ask all of this in your precious name. Amen. Okay. I love you. <laughs> if you're at a place in your life where um, you're feeling called to do a lot of this work, where you're ready to overcome the issues that you're having in your relationship. And I'm not just talking about your romantic relationships, okay? Not just your relationship with like Pablo. I'm talking about your relationship with your parents, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your business and your work. Okay, I want to help you overcome the number one issue in your relationship so that you could show up as the partner in this relationship with your business, with yourself, so you could show up as you. So that you can put yourself first and begin to live the life as, that God is calling you to live. Do you understand? All right. I want to help you do this work. Go to the link in my bio now. Book a sales call so we can talk about what's going on. And I can help you get the peace that you desire in your heart to have the relationship that you want with yourself, with your boo, with your boo thing, <laughs> with your career, with your business, with your parents, with your kids. I want to help you gain the peace that you deserve in this relationship. Okay. I love you so much. If you're not subscribed to my email newsletter, which is a weekly series called release your relationship, go to the link in my bio and sign up now. Okay. Subscribe to my newsletter. You can go to my website, KarinaFDaves.com and click on newsletter and drop in your email. I send emails out every single week. My email subscribers get information way before you do it's it's they are privileged they get information way ahead exclusive information they are the ones that found out today before anybody before this podcast that the drain that I had in my body was in my butt <laughs> they also found out a lot of things that happened um last year and so I, that content is exclusive and I want you to be a part of that community okay I also live on TikTok. 
You can follow me at Karina F. Daves. This podcast, don't forget, is for you. Feel free, or actually, please subscribe to it. Leave a comment on Apple iTunes and listen here on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. One day at a time. I love you. My name is Karina F. Daves. I'm a life coach and speaker, and I cannot wait to work with you. I cannot wait to work with you because you deserve to do this work. I don't want you to focus on how much it costs. I want you to focus on how much it's costing you to not do this work. Mm. All right, and I don't say that to guilt you or shame you. I say that because you deserve this space. You deserve this safe space to do this work. Okay, I love you so much, all right? Have a blessed day. All right, ciao.